Welcome to Make Me Your Voice with Pastor David Bartowell. These messages are intended to deepen your faith and trust in a living God who speaks to us with hope and reason. Today's message comes to us from the Gate Christian Bible Church in Orange County, California. If you were to think of the most evil person that has ever existed, who would you say that is? Well, many people obviously say Hitler. Well, Hitler, yeah, he was extremely evil. If you were to rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being Hitler, and actually Satan, so let's put him down there, obviously, and then 1 being God, where would you put yourself in the scale? Would you be closer to Hitler (laughs) or closer to God? Well, here's the correct answer. If you're not covered by the blood of Jesus, then you're as guilty as Hitler. Imagine being in heaven and having to defend yourself against your record. What would you possibly show as evidence that you are good enough to get in? Nothing. The conversation might go like this. You would say, God, I did a lot of good things. And God would say, how many good things? And you say, I can't remember, maybe like a hundred. And then God would say, well, I don't grade on a curve. There's only one way to get to heaven. And it's this, did you place your faith in my son? Did you place your faith in my son, Jesus Christ, who is good enough, who is righteous, the only one? Did you place your faith in him? Because if you have, then you get into heaven. Because here's the thing, Christ is the head of the church. And where the head goes, the body follows. So people who think they're going to get into heaven and stay out of hell for any other reason than faith in Christ, they're sadly mistaken. Now, hey, you might say, hey, that's hate speech. You know, today that might be called hate speech, but I'll tell you, it's quite the opposite. It's love speech. Why? Because if I love you, I will tell you the truth. If I don't tell you the truth, I don't love you. So what to expect after Jesus returns Expect justice against the wicked. Last week, we talked about justice for the redeemed, where all the scales will be balanced and the faithful will receive rewards even beyond salvation, which is amazing. But today, we're going to talk about justice against the wicked, which is the consequence for disbelief in God's plan. See, every decision has a consequence, right? And the decision to reject Jesus Christ, God's only Son, is the worst decision anyone can ever make. John 3.18, Jesus is speaking. He says, whoever believes in him, he's speaking of himself, is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. So how is one condemned? By not believing in the name, the person of Jesus Christ. See, the gospel is good news. It's simple. Believe in Jesus Christ. Receive life. Reject Jesus Christ. Receive death. Revelation 20, verse 12. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were open, and the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. You don't want to be a part of that judgment. See, God has books, and in them he has record of everything you've ever done, every thought, every motive, whether good or bad. So the question is, do you want to take the risk of being judged according to what is in your book? 
or would you rather be in Christ's book? See, one day the scales will be balanced. Make sure Jesus is balancing the scales for you. So we're in chapter 20 of Revelation. It's a time in the future. Jesus Christ has already come back in chapter 19, the church with him. And now it's been a thousand years and Jesus is now going to judge those who have rejected God's plan. It's payment time. And this is known as the great white throne judgment. The great white throne judgment. So in verse 11 of chapter 20, John the Apostle says, Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. So who's seated on it? Well, is it God the Father, God the Son? Well, if we look at John 5.22, Jesus gives us insight when he says, For the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son. And Jesus speaks of this judgment in Matthew 25, where he says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, he will sit on his glorious throne. This is Jesus, God's Son. The Father judges through his Son. And it all boils down to this. What have you done with God's Son? Have you received him or have you rejected him? Your eternal destiny hinges on that very decision. So turn in your Bible to chapter 20 of Revelation. And we're going to start in verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat upon it. So who is it? Jesus. From whose presence and earth and heaven fled away. That word fled away could be vanished. So what happens? It's the end of the world as we know it. You know that song? It's the end of the world as we know it. You know that song? That's this. Because it's being set up for the new earth and new heaven. Verse 12. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne. And books were open. And another book was open. So who are these dead? Well, these are the dead that were unbelievers. Because the believers have already risen. And this is actually the resurrection of the unbelieving people that are going to be judged. He goes on, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books according to their works, things they did. So that question is, again, do you want to be judged by what you did or what Christ did? And then verse 13, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead which were in them. So what happens here? This is the bodily resurrection of the dead who are outside of Christ. See, we all will rise. The believer will rise to be with Jesus. The unbeliever will rise to be judged, every one of them according to their deeds. So what's this called? This is called the second death. Theologically speaking, there's a first death and a second death. We can look at Lazarus. Remember him? He was a friend of Jesus. He was the brother of Martha and Mary. And remember, he died. And Martha, Lazarus' brother, said to Jesus, Lord, if you'd only been here sooner, my brother would not have died. And you know what Jesus said? Martha, your brother will rise again. And then Martha is very theologically adept. She says, Lord, I know that he will rise again at the resurrection of the last day. So she knows as a believer, she knows she's read scripture. And then that sets up Jesus' famous response when he says, Martha, 
I am the resurrection. I am the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. Then Jesus walks up to the tomb and he calls Lazarus' name and Lazarus comes out. He's dressed in his grave clothes and Jesus commands them to unbound him of those clothes and let him go and set him free. And to everyone's amazement, Jesus raised a dead man. Well, guess what? In 1991, to everyone's amazement, Jesus raised a dead man, me. He called my name. I was in a tomb. I was dead and I didn't even know it. And he called my name and he opened my eyes and I responded to his call and said, yes, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Be the savior of my life. I believe in you. And guess what? My grave clothes came off and I was set free to go live the life that God wants me to live eternally. See, the resurrection is not just an event in the future. It happens once someone comes to life and steps out of the tomb like Lazarus and he calls your name and you say yes. And guess what happens? You sit down and eat with Jesus at the table. Is Jesus calling your name? Has he called your name? This is called the first resurrection of the believer. Because in Revelation 26, it says, Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection, like Lazarus. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. For those who are in Christ, the second death has no power. So what is the second death? Well, it's been said that the Egyptians believe that when you die physically, your spirit lives on as long as someone remembers you. A similar belief exists within Islam and the Roman Catholic Church where they pray for the deceased. It's kind of like trying to give them a second chance. They didn't make the right decision on earth, so now we can pray for the dead to make the right decision. Well, that's not scriptural because there's no second chance like that. There's one chance. It's while we're living on this earth. And when you die physically, your chances are relinquished if you haven't placed your faith in Christ. Hebrews 9.27, read it with me. And just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment. Everybody dies once. That's the first death. That's the physical death. But you don't want to die the second death. See, Lazarus died a physical death. But did Lazarus receive judgment? No, he received life. Why? Because Lazarus is a believer. Lazarus knew Jesus' voice. So when God called his name, he answered. And he came out of the tomb. Just as the unbeliever and believer alike will die once. The unbeliever, though, is appointed to judgment. The believer is appointed to eternal life. Read 1 Thessalonians 5.9. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who's the us, the church, the believers, the true believers in Christ. The great white throne judgment is a time when the unbeliever will be judged and suffer and pay the penalty for their sin as recorded in the books. When the unbeliever dies, he awaits judgment and will rise at the second resurrection for the second death. When the believer dies, he goes to be with Jesus. 
Revelation 20.14 says, Then death and Hades, which is the place of death, were thrown into the lake of fire, which is hell. This is the second death. The lake of fire. So what is the second death? Hell. It's a lake of fire. It was created for the devil and his minions. Why would a person want to go there when God has given you a way out of the tomb to come to life? Revelation 20.15. Read it with me. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. The book of life, or the Lamb's book of life, is listed as one of God's books, but the difference is this is not a list of your sins. This is a list of names that have a ticket to heaven. Think about it. When you go on a trip to fly on a plane, you got to have a ticket, and this ticket has to be purchased. And once you arrive at the airport, you check in with an ID. Why? to prove that you are the person who owns the ticket. And then you go through security, and then you go to the gate, and you go on the plane to your destination. If someone arrives without a ticket, they find no seats available, they'll not be able to go. So, for the believer, your ticket was purchased by Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Your name in his book is proof that you are his. He is the gate And in order to get to heaven, you have to enter through him where there's a seat waiting for you. But on the other hand, the person who rejects Christ and rejects God's plan for salvation and rejects God's love and forgiveness, they don't have a ticket. When he or she dies, he or she will find out that her name is not in the book of life. Therefore, they don't have a seat saved for them and they miss the flight and it's too late. Because every person dies once. Some will appoint themselves to die twice. I say appoint themselves. God has given you a way out. You don't have to go on that flight. You can go on a flight to heaven by trusting in Jesus Christ right now and believing in him. So what should I do to be ready? Make sure that your name is written in the book of life. Make sure your name is written in the book of life. How? I told you. You make a decision to trust in the name, the person of Jesus Christ. Today, now. Because here's the thing. There's two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of this world and the kingdom of heaven. And each person chooses their kingdom according to which king they choose. It's that simple. If you choose Jesus, welcome to the kingdom of light. If you choose this world and reject Jesus, Jesus will say, depart from me, I never knew you. See, the book of Revelation is the culmination of a continuous battle. It's a story of light versus darkness and redemption for God's people. It's Satan versus God. It's the Antichrist versus Jesus Christ. And each person has a choice to choose his or her king. But those who dwell on the earth, they choose the beast, Satan. Look, Revelation 13, 8. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, who? The Antichrist, the devil, Satan incarnate whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. That's amazing. 
What that means is that God sent his son at the appointed time, and Jesus' mission was to go to the cross and die for you so that you can be in his book. But here's the thing. That event that happened during a time frame on earth covers the entire time frame of this world until Jesus comes back. So you're alive now to make a decision and your life depends on it. You don't want to miss heaven because you're so enthralled with this world. Who is your king? Who do you worship? And what I mean by worship is who or what is the top of your ladder, the most important thing. I want it to be Jesus. Now, I fail and I sin, but guess what? God's blood, because I'm in him, God's blood covers that failure, that mistake, from the beginning of time till the end of time. That's the awesome thing about coming out of the tomb like Lazarus and living. You get to sit at the table and eat with Jesus forever and fellowship with him and have life. Don't wait because we don't know. I mean, we look around the world. Do you not see what's happening? Our life is like a vapor. Here today, gone tomorrow. But we can live forever in heaven with Jesus, with God. So what's your decision? Because you don't want this to happen. Revelation 2015. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown in a lake of fire. That lake of fire was not created for you. But if you choose to follow Satan and follow the devil, which is the king of the world, I said earlier, where the head goes, the body follows. You can choose Christ as your head and go where he goes. Go there. Make that decision today. Okay? I'm going to pray, and I want you to accept Jesus Christ into your heart. If you've never done that, it's not the prayer that saves you. It's the faith. Did Jesus call your name? Let me pray for you. Just say this in your heart. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I believe in you. I place my eternal faith in you. Thank you for dying for me on the cross and for rising from the dead so I can go be with you. I want to be with you, Lord Jesus. I don't want to miss heaven. So thank you, Lord, for opening my eyes today and saving me from death. And Lord, I pray for the church, the believers, that we will get it, that we will get this, that it's important to share the truth. It's not hate speech. It's love speech. Because if we love someone, we will tell them the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor David Bartowell's message reminds us that God speaks to us with hope and reason so that we can be His voice in this world. Please join us again for Make Me Your Voice a ministry of the Gate Christian Bible Church in Orange County, California. We would love to have you join us for a Sunday service. For more information or to find our location, please visit thegatecbc.com. Make me your voice.